Good morning, everyone. My name is Werner, and you are at the Shofar Christian Church. If you did not know, um, you are at a good place, and you are at church in 55 minutes, which is a, which is a great accomplishment for any pastor and church to pull off. But we believe that God can do something, can start something in a small amount of time and then carry on with our hearts as the week goes on. So let's open our hearts, see what he wants to start, and allow him to keep on working as the week goes on. Amen? Awesome. Just ask the person sitting next to you. If they come to you on a plane, they ask chicken, beef, or vegetarian. What do you choose? Just ask the person. Let's see. And then we will decide as congregation, whichever decides, whichever gets the least votes will never be allowed on a plane again. All right. So who says beef? Okay, there's some votes for beef. Who says chicken? Okay, who says vegetarian? There will never be vegetarian served again on an airplane. <laughs> I'm only joking, Val. They, they will keep on serving it. I only had two options in the first service, and then there was a very mad vegetarian that said, what about the vegetarians? So that's why I added it to the menu. It's awesome to be in the house of God, and I am, uh, we had thunder this week, so we lost at one stage uh, multiple televisions and screens. So the, um, you know, the demons in a spiritful church, they don't attack the people. They only attack the media team. Did you notice? <laughs> I knew the whole church. You know, everything can be perfect. Um, and then when that service starts, you <laughs> and, uh, but we've got such a great team there at the back, and they, um, they're just here to um, allow us to, we don't need this. If you can listen, you can follow. But if we get screens, then that is a great advantage. You're going to be challenged this morning. Just tap the person sitting next to you and say, Mark Gordel. You will be challenged. And I hope that you will be refreshed. All right. Sometimes when God comes to us and really challenge us around the area, and it's very hard for us to address this thing. It's like when your spouse or someone puts their finger on an area of your life and you're like, oh, just don't go there, you know. But if you deal with it afterwards, you feel, oh, I feel light. Who's experienced that before? That was not so bad. In fact, it was actually amazing. Why did I not, did I not have the courage? So I'm going to put my finger there this morning. Um, so sorry, and it's my pleasure. Let's... Uh, Let's do this together. When you sit in the only seat that matters. Do we have a... Oh, wonderful. When you sit in the only seat that matters. Right, let's read together in Luke chapter 14 from verse 7. Now he told a parable to those who were invited. When he noticed how they chose the places or the seats... Of honor, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor. Lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. 
But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when the host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. I just want to pray for a second. Father, as we engage with your word, move our hearts to the place where you desire them to be this morning. You know each person, you know each heart, and you know each world that we live in. Gather the hearts of your people so that each one of us can grow in some way this morning. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is at a social event and he tells a parable about seats. He says there's some seats of honor and it looks like there's some kind of a hierarchy when it comes to taking your seats at certain events. And then he says, but watch out lest you take an important seat and you be publicly demoted. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, and he says, do not exalt yourself, be humble. And when he speaks in this language, um, he's speaking to a group of people that knows exactly what he's talking about. I've got an image up there for you, which is a depiction of the ancient Greco-Roman culture. Right. Specifically, this picture shows uh, one of these social events. So it's a small picture. It's not a big event, the specific one. But you get the idea. You see there's a table with some stuff on it, and then... Um, the guests, they almost sit in a U, and right at the head of the table, you see the patron. Right? You see uh, the one who gave this specific party. And Jesus plays on this, on some of the things that would, or some of the factors that takes place in such an event. He shares a parable about it, and then he also speaks to the hosts with some guidance. Now, what would happen in this culture is that that man in the middle would be known um, as, as a man with some kind of power, all right? It might be simply that he is an extremely wealthy man. It might be that he is uh, wonderfully connected in town, or it can be both, all right? But nonetheless, when he gives the party, the people that's there, they want to be close to this man for some other reason. All right. Now, what typically would happen is if, if the patron sits here, okay, you would have a you, the only way or the best way for you to cut a deal with him is if you can get in his ear. And so if you sit on the, on the worst seat over here, this is what's happening on stage, the seats gets better, all right. <sighs> You can enjoy the food here, if you sit here. I don't want this thing to break. <laughs> but, 
But you cannot cut a deal with a patron, right? Because here's the thing. If you, maybe, received a car from someone, and you know this is a, this is a great car, but for some or other reason, this is a magical car because no one knows where this car comes from. <laughs> there's no papers. There's nothing. And this can be the deal of a lifetime if you can in some way get papers for this car. Where do you go to? You go to the patron. You say, listen, how much? How much? And then he says, give me a moment. He phones his friend. And then what you do is you bribe him, you pay him, and he sorts the car out. So there's many economical and social incentives for getting close to the patron. Right. Now the patron, he's spending money on the food there because he's also harvesting. The food he puts on the table would be some of the best. It's luscious food. But for him, it's a small price to pay for what he will get through the connecting of the day. He knows exactly what he's doing. So if he sits here and he sees the man with the paycheck coming in and you sit next to him, guess what happens? Take a hike. And then that man comes in and takes a seat because one conversation with, with that man would pay for this whole ordeal and for the next 20. Okay. We don't have feasts maybe that looks exactly like this, and praise the Lord, I don't wear a dress like those men. I like that. But we have to be honest and say these factors are things we are also engaging in our world. Am I right? In some or other sense. All right. Why can some people go to a place and it, it just not... Um, let me just use this example because it's a true example. Um, when it's 55 minutes church, the pastor should check his watch every now and then. There's people in this congregation that cannot get a work per permit in the legal way. Because there's such a long list of people doing bribes that they cannot get a work permit. Because if you can get to the right person, you can move. Well, that's one example. This happens in many different ways. Are you with me this morning? Now, Jesus, in verse 13 and 14, says something that will shame everyone and that part in maybe me as well. He comes and he says, now when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. And that man will say, but that is the point. <laughs> The point of this party is to get paid. The point is, and Jesus says, oh, invite those who can give you nothing. By the way, they often will be your best friends. <laughs> because there's no transaction. It's only, it's only heart on heart, right? Now, we're going to get to three things this morning that happens to our eyes, hands, and our heart when Jesus gives us the seed that matters. Now let's talk about this. I want to talk about salvation for a moment, then we're going to get back to this. You can leave that up. Jesus Christ comes from heaven, where forever the Son, the Father, and the Spirit has been together. 
eternity upon eternity upon eternity in perfect love and harmony exactly how it looks like I don't know but that's where he was the best seat in the world now the patron the man of that picture he's using this seat he's taking bribes for himself our savior leaves his seat and he steps down to the worst possible it's not even a seat it's a cross if you talk about the social ladder our savior they take his clothes his last possession he's the poorest man in the world on the cross he gets born in a feeding bowl talking about countercultural he steps down, then he's naked, talking about shame. They spit on him, they shout at him, and they kill him. Why? Why did he do that? He did that so that if someone comes to him that's got nowhere to go, he would be able to say, I took your seat, come take mine. You will be with me forever. There was one patron who was not selfish. He gave everything to the poor, the crippled, the outcomes. Because that's how I look to him when I come to him. That's how you look to him when you come to him. All right. Now, in Luke 18, Jesus spells the same thing out for us. He says, two men went up to the temple to pray. Luke 18, it's from verse 10. If you, it's not on the screen, but you can write it down if you've got your notebook. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and one a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. What is this Pharisee doing? He's saying... Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you that I've got a seat. I fast twice a week. I give tithes. I want to thank you, Lord, that I have obtained a feast. Look at all these things I've done. I, I thank you that I'm not like that tax collector. That's got nowhere to go. The tax collector prays, he says, or the scripture says, he's standing afar off. He's got nowhere to go. He says, it says, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you that this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other one. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. What does... The tax collector says, he beats his chest. He says, he says, Jesus, this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, Jesus, I cannot even look up. I cannot look up. I, did, I don't deserve to have a seat with you. That's why I cannot look up. Jesus says, that man will go to his home justify. What does it mean? The one who comes to God and say, I now see I don't deserve a seat, will get a seat. Are you with me? Here, my son. It is forgiven. The one who comes to God and says, surely I deserve a seat. Here's my list. It's what I have done. 
Surely I deserve a seat. Will not get one. You have to know that you don't deserve one. To get one. You have to know that you are sinful to receive forgiveness. Right. This is the seed that matters, the one that Jesus pulls out. It is the seed that matters. Now, what happens to me if I sit on the seed that matters? Because I still live in this world. I'm still a part of this world. And these factors are still at play here. How do I live now in a world that works like this? Because our world still works like this. We know it. What happens now? There's three things that happens to you when you sit on the only seat that matters. Let's for a moment just imagine you beat your chest and Jesus says, I've got a seat for you You're here next to me. You'll be with me forever. And it happens in your heart. You're like, Lord, but I want to be with you forever. Can't I come now? He says, no, I want to send you into the world. You must make a difference. Shine a light, be the salt, tell the world about me. You enter this world again. Are you with me? This is where we work, we live, we get paid, we pay our bills. We need to stand in queues to get stuff done. This is the world we live. I've been saved and I've found a place with God, but how do I live here now? Three things will change to you in your life. The first thing is your eye will get delivered from flawed destinations. Get that first point on there. Your eye will get delivered from living toward the wrong destination. Because if you live your life to get closer to an earthly patron or an earthly position, you will forget about the seed that matters. Are you with me? What people say after 10, 20, or 30 years of walking down the wrong path, they say, I never wanted to get here. I never thought I would end up here. I never thought my marriage will end up here. I never thought I would end up here. How did this happen? There was a problem with vision. And some of us, we've got endurance. So once we say we're going to do something, we will not stop. Now, if I start applying all my diligence, my discipline, and my never-give-up attitude to go in the wrong direction, what a waste. Now, when I sit in the only seat that matters, my eye gets renewed, and I no longer fight for a place next to a human patron or a human system. It is settled in my heart. Are you with me? It's very important. Right. The eye gets delivered from floor destination. And sometimes we are distractible, right? So, you know, sometimes we do this, but we have one another to help us. Keep your eye focused. Amen? That's what happens to your eye. Let's move to the hand. In James, he writes on the same topic, this patron system. He says, my brother, show no partiality. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and the poor man in shabby clothing comes in, and you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, hey, you stand over there, or sit down at my feet, 
you have not made, have you not made distinctions amongst yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Okay. I know these are strong words, but let's say it and let, let, let's God, let God work with our hearts. That last verse, made distinctions, um, distinctions among yourself, it, it means to take bribes. That's what it means. I tell you, um, it is the truth. So let me say it. In the town where I come from, and I know many people will experience the same here, in the town where I come from, many of the wealthy people will not go to church. Because when they walk into church, they are seen as a checkbook. Come sit over here. Are you with me? And those who have nothing to offer, you're not welcome here. It is a great evil, is what Scripture says. Now, when we are fighting to get up the ranks, we will do what we can to get here. And Jesus says, not in my kingdom. If you find the seed that matters, you love and you embrace whoever comes through the door, whoever comes into your home. Love them with a love from heaven. When God is a God that fights for the poor, um, the poor in spirit, and as well those who suffer in poverty, what bribes does is it takes away love and flourishing from the poor because they've got nothing to give. And so Jesus comes and he eradicates that. He says, it should not be among you. Amen. When you sit in the only seat that matters, your hand gets delivered from bribery. If you have received in God everything that pertains to life and godliness, your hand deals differently in this world. It is light. It is salt. People know it. They see it. They are attracted. Like, why does things feel different in your business? Let me tell you what happened to me five years ago. I met him. Hey, we don't do everything right, but this is not my business anymore. It is his, and he loves everyone. It is light. It is salt. What do you teach different? You, you don't teach to obtain a position. I, I can see when you teach these children, it's because you love them. You know what? Someone loved me. God will take care of where my career goes. I'm here to love these people. Christians. They should be different. I should be different. Amen? If, can I just ask some people to fill these chairs for me, please? Please. Annalie, will you help me again? Johan, will you help me? I just need, love you, will you just help, please? Just, just fill these chairs. I need one more. Thank you. You see, the last will be first. Right? There's something in me when I arrive here. There's something in me, in my flesh, if we can liken this to that picture of the, the patron, that asks myself, why don't I have that seat? Now, even if I don't want to, even if it's not premeditated, it is in me to want to start working my way. 
Yeah, but I, 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 there's something in us. Okay, it, it's the flesh, all right? What, these are, this is my competition. This is my competition. If we are working in the same company, more or less the same, then this, these people stand between me and where I want to go. They're my competition. But if I sit on the only seat that matters, I have a relationship with Jesus, I understand that he pulled out a chair for me by taking the lowest position ever. He sends me to this company, this place, this school, this friendship, this town, not to compete, but to do what? To serve. I will wash your feet because it is the way I shine a light in this town. I will serve and I will love. And so the last thing that happens when I sit on the only seat that matters is that my heart gets delivered from pride. Because if I find myself in here, the moment you recognize, the moment you recognize who's above you or below you, your heart is caught in pride. The moment you recognize in a certain area or a way, I see myself doing better than this person, but, but, but that person, that's pride. Okay? So what Jesus wants to do is he wants to take it out. Because you cannot truly serve those you are competing with. Okay. Thank you. You may take a seat. Why this message? Why are we sharing on this? I am recognizing here very specifically how God is placing this church in the town, everywhere. I pick it up, every school, every neighborhood, every mall, every place of living, all the way from the start of even Hans by all the way through to Claymont. He's got us everywhere. How will we live? How will we shine? Let's not be like the people at the feast. Let's arrive at the feast as people who are already seated and love and live differently. Amen? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, it's such a short time, but I pray that this will be impactful for your people. I pray that for everyone here, there would be at least one next step of faith. And knowing, Lord, that we have obtained a seat with you now, we can surely rest. What we long for, we have received. We don't have to fight. We don't have to compete. We don't have to outmaneuver. We can serve and shine a light. Won't you just take where you are sitting just a minute to to think through this in your own life just ask yourself where is this uh, where the, where is this mattering right now for me where, where does this matter you don't need the answer right now 
just say, Lord, I recognize I need help in this area, and I just want you to help me. That's it. Thank you for pulling out a seat for me. Help me to live in this world as a light and as salt. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.